This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. And welcome back. I'm Heather Carroll. And I'm Dr. Chris Bergwald. And you're listening to Real Presence Live. We've had a great show already this morning. Hard to believe we're on to our last guest. But if you've missed any of our interviews, you can always check them out on any podcast platform you use. Or go to realpresenceradio.com or download our free app. So there's my plug of the day. There we go. There we go. Heather's done the plug of the day. We're moving on to International Falls. We've got Father Thomas Galnerot. Gal. Galerno. Galerno. Why wow, you're so good at that, Chris. Father Thomas, thanks for joining us. Thank you. It's great to be here today. Sorry I butchered your last name. I Oh I'm used to it by now, no way. <laughs> <laughs> is is it a French last name, Father? It looks like it. It is French. Yeah. Okay. Great. Awesome. Well tell the listeners a little bit about who you are, Father. Well yes, I'm uh... Well, today I'm a pastor in International Falls of St. Thomas Aquinas and in Little Fork, uh, St. Columbus, and I'm also the acting principal of our school right now. So, wow. Um, Busy. Yeah. And uh, I've been a priest almost 15 years now, and all serving in the Diocese of Duluth. So, Beautiful. I was called, called to come north. So Beautiful. So tell us a little bit about your upbringing. What was your upbringing like with your faith? You know, I grew up in Minneapolis, and uh, I went, attended the Basilica of St. Mary in Minneapolis, mm. and um, I'm the youngest of three boys, my poor mother, and uh, <laughs> um, growing up, I didn't really like to go to church, I, um, and I would have sit between my mom and my dad in mass. Oh, you're one and, of those kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I would reach around and hit one of my brothers oh, or do boy. something. Oh boy! And uh, you know, <laughs> I, I was constantly causing trouble in the pews. And you know, I really didn't like going to church. I yeah. tried to do whatever I could to avoid going to church, and I thought it was a waste of my time. You know. And were your um, parents really strict and faithful, or what was their faith like? My parents. My parents. You know, we get us to Mass most Sundays, and, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and that was part of it, but, it, you know, they they we pray, we do, like, grace before meals. Um, I don't remember praying before I went to bed, but I'm the youngest, so, you know, maybe that was happening, I just don't remember it, mm-hmm. um, you know. Uh, my mom says they did, so that's uh, I'll trust her in it. So, <laughs> so uh, you know, I, I remember a memory that going to mass, and I was being pretty bad that day. And uh, my mom went up for communion. My dad, my dad hadn't gone to communion for many years, and my mom went up. She goes up to communion, and she kept walking and walking. She walked fast past the pew and just kept walking. And she walked home in the high heels three miles or so from our, to our house. My dad ended up taking us to the next mass and saying, if you can't behave here, we can go to St. Olaf downtown wow. for more masses in the afternoon. So I was starting to misbehave, but my, my brothers, I think, got, got me calmed down. It's like, we want to do another mass today. Right. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> I love it. So your views on the faith growing up were 
it's something that you had to do with your family, pretty much. It was something I had to do. So, like, when we got to middle school, um, I was, you know, my religious ed teachers didn't like dealing with me. I was that kid that caused trouble. I was listening, but I was causing trouble and doing things. And so middle school, at some point, I had done probably a bazillion things already that day. I uh, took the three-hole puncher contents, you know, the little confetti paper, mm. yeah. and I dumped it in the girl's purse next to me. <laughs> And wow. it got me got me kicked out of truth school for two weeks. Um, wow! So, like it's I said, I did paper. many other things before. <laughs> that. So. Oh my gosh! So, uh, so <laughs> somewhere between middle school and now, things changed. Obviously, when well, was it, that, Father? Well, we, we, well, we'll get there. Okay. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> okay, I got, there's one other important thing before yeah. that. So, um, I got confirmed, uh, 95, uh, Archbishop Harry Flynn. Yeah. And I was probably very much like many people in my generation, and today even, I was confirmed for two reasons. One, make mom and dad happy. Mm-hmm. Two, uh, I'd be done with my religious education. Right? Mm-hmm. I, con- I considered a graduation. Yep. You know. And... After confirmation that day, Archbishop Harry Flynn came up to me, and he says, Thomas, have you thought about being a priest? Oh. Wow. And I, and I looked at him, and I thought it was the funniest thing I'd ever heard in my life. <laughs> <laughs> and, and You're like, like, do you know no, who I am? <laughs> no, Archbishop. And, you know, I, yeah. My, fam, uh, my extended family goes, he's the priest. You know, that's what my extended family will say. Wow. They're always shocked. So, nice. so that that's kind of leading mm-hmm. in. Um, my my senior year of high school, my my dad is getting back into his faith. Um, he hadn't gone to communion probably twenty plus years. Okay. And I mean, he'd go to mass, but he would he knew he needed to go to confession, and he wasn't ready to do it, so he wouldn't go to communion, which I commend him on. You know. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and he asked. He looks at me and goes, hey, I want to go to this place called Medjugorje. I'm like, Medjo what? Medjugorje. I'm like, where the heck is that? <laughs> He's like, Bosnia, Herzegovina. I'm like, isn't it the war going war, on over there? Right. This is 97. So, And um, he's like, no, we'll be okay. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, sure, Dad, I'll go with you. I'm thinking European rights, you know, European, right. you know, European vacation breaking rights. It's cool. I mean. Who in Minneapolis public schools goes to Europe at that point? It wasn't very common, you know. And so, but I'm also sitting there going, oh, fiddlesticks. <laughs> Put it in a different word. Um, uh, I'm going to be going with a bunch of religious nuts for two weeks. No sports, no TV, and we're going to be praying all day. Hmm. You know, and my, and my mom says to me, she says, Tom, don't let your dad go off the deep end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so she's thinking he's going through a midlife crisis, right. whatever, you know. And, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on in his life. And so, so we, I agreed to go, um, you know, and I didn't know much about it. Yeah. Hmm. So you, yeah. were you the only son that got to go with? You know, my dad invited 
everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, but both one of my brothers was in college, and the other one was something else. And my mom just wasn't ready to go at that point, hmm. you know. And um, so we go, and you know, we 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 ended up going to mass twice a day. Yeah, and um, I went to confession for the first time in six years because hmm. I was one of those kids. That one, I didn't do my first confession until I was like in sixth grade, I think. Oh wow! Because they, it was one of those experimental kids. It's yep. well, you don't really sin, so you don't really do it. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, um, I get told that all the time. <laughs> Just yeah, kidding. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, that's not true, Father. I can tell you that's not true about Heather. I, 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 sure I don't know. I, I think I think we're gonna have to have confession for Heather today. Right, I think so. <laughs> Um, and then I, then my parish was one of those ones doing general absolution services at those points that, you know, weren't supposed to be, but they were. So, um, and so I, it was my second confession that I went mm. to when I was in Medjugorje. And, you know, um, when I, when I was there, it's just, I went to confession. I had first time in my life peace in my heart, um, yes. I accepted the Catholic Church in all her teachings. Maybe I said, I just said, if the Lord can give me this peace, then, then, then this must be true, hmm. you know. And I, I learned how to pray the Rosary the first time in my life. I was seen in high school, just learned how to pray the Rosary. Hmm. And I came back, and it changed my life. I was on fire for the faith. I was excited. Um, I was like. I was handing out medals, I was talking, handing out rosaries, you know, and I was getting ready to go to college, and before that I was planning just to do what normal college students do, which is go to college and say goodbye to your faith, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it changed my life that, nope, that wasn't going to be the plan anymore, you know? Wow, so your mom warned you to not let your dad <laughs> go over the edge, but little did she know it was going to be you. I took him with me. I love it. I love it. Well, if you're just tuning in, we're talking with Father Thomas. He's sharing with us his vocation story. Um, And we're up to the point where you're a senior in high school and have gone on a trip to Medjugorje. Um, I think I'm going to take a break here, Father, before we get into your college life so that we have a nice clean break. Um, But we're going to have the second half of your vocation story right here on Real Presence Live, but let's take a break. Chris, when we come back, more with Father Thomas. Sounds great. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. The Mustard Seed Catholic Store is South Dakota's place to purchase Catholic books, gifts, and decor. With locations in Rapid City and Sioux Falls, we are here to provide you with gifts for the Catholic occasions in your life. From baptism to First Communion, confirmation to weddings, and ordinations, we pride ourselves in having local artists share their creative talents, making rosaries, crucifixes, artwork, coffee, and books. We are located in Rapid City on Main Street, in the new Diocesan Building, or in Sioux Falls on Grange Avenue across from Costco. 
If there is a merciful God, how can he allow such suffering? I'm Father Chris Alar. God took his greatest risk in giving you his greatest gift, free will. He risks that you may choose not to love him and to hurt your neighbor. But even then, God wants to bring a greater good out of evil. There is no worse evil than a creature nailing his creator to a tree. Yet God brought a greater good from it, your redemption. God doesn't want you to suffer, but he allows it. Why? Because your suffering can also be redemptive when you share in the cross of Christ. It is not easy, but when you learn how, it changes everything. Please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. Real Presence Radio is available on Alexa-enabled devices, including Amazon Echo, phones, tablets, and smart displays. To enable the skill, just say, Alexa, enable Real Presence Radio. To listen, say something like, Alexa, open Real Presence Radio. It will then ask what station you want to play, to which you can respond, play Sioux Falls, or play AM970, or play WWEN. From there, you can use commands like play, pause, and stop. Listen to RPR anytime, anywhere on Alexa-enabled devices. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. And welcome back. I'm Heather Carroll. And I'm Dr. Chris Bergwald. And we are your hosts today broadcasting from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. We're talking with Father Thomas out of International Falls, Minnesota. And he's just sharing with us his vocation story. Where we left off is you were a senior, not all that into your faith, but was excited to go on a trip with your dad to Medjugorje. So tell us a little bit about Medjugorje itself. Why is that place special? Well, Medjugorje is beautiful because in 1981, Our Lady started to appear to six children there. And and, um, people come there from all over the world. Probably one of the biggest confessionals you ever see. Mm. The amount of confessions of people going to confession, uh, and then there's there's Apparition Hill, and then there's Cross Mountain, which Cross Mountain was actually there before even the isms happened, and, uh, and so it's it's just uh, an anointed place. So, right. well, and you're saying that you were. Uh, the the trip totally transformed your view of the church. Um, was it one particular thing, or was it a combination of things that happened in Medjugorje? I th- I just think it was the whole pilgrimage. You know, we we were a good group to be with. Um, you know, and just the encouragement from the group. They're young people, active in their faith in the group. They're just excitement. Um, just. You know, the whole atmosphere of leaving, you know, the pilgrimage. And so you're leaving stuff behind. You're turning off the noise. You're turning off the distractions. And if you're focusing on Christ and you do that, it's going to change your life. Yeah. So you have this experience. So, Father, coming back home then, I mean, was it like pretty much an instantaneous change or was it over the course of like a year, a month? Like you're going, uh, the, the 
can you just talk more about how quickly this conversion unfolded in your life then? You know, I, I'd say the conversion was pretty quick, um, but it, you know, as in all conversions, you you always are going through conversion. You know, and you should be going through conversion. If you don't, you, it's not good. You yep. should be having conversion all the time, and it just kept convert. The conversion kept going, and when I went to college, I started off as a major in um, accounting, going to follow in my dad's footsteps, and. Uh, I got involved with our Newman Center there. This was before Father Mike Smith, so I went to University of Minnesota Duluth. Okay. And, and, um, and you know, I got involved doing stuff, and more and more of my time as college goes on, I spend more time doing that stuff. Mm. And come my junior year, I switched my major to um, physical education, because I felt like God was calling me to teach, mm. and um, kept, and at that point, the our priest on campus asked me to take over as the Newman chair. We had been like in a five-year hiatus at that point, so he wanted the students, part of it, to take over, and I'm spending more time doing that stuff. Um, come my senior year, um, I've, my uncle had called the vocation director for the diocese of Duluth and just said, would you call my nephew? I think he might have priestly vocation. Huh. And, really? um, yeah. And so Deacon Mike Knuth and I had a, a dinner together. He was the vocation director diocese of Duluth. And um, just got to know each other and planted some seeds. He wanted me to help plan a retreat for college students and stuff. And because I had those connections at that point, and um, gotten gotten more and more involved in my faith, I started going to some prayer groups outside the, the area, outside the, the church or the college area in, in the town of Duluth, and just spending more of my time doing that. By by my senior year spring, I was like, Lord, I know you're not calling me to be a physical education teacher. I don't, I know that. But I didn't know what it was yet, you know. Mm-hmm. And I so I switched my major again, and this time to exercise science, so that I could graduate soon, and with a degree. And um, I also some of these prayerful people I met wanted to go see a priest by the name of Slavkov Sudak, or Sudak is how a lot of people pronounce it here. A Croatian priest, a stigmatist, mm-hmm. and he was going to be down in uh, Chicago. And, you know, I look in the Medjugorje magazine, and they hadn't taken the red eye out of it. And it's like, ooh, this isn't good. You know, I'm like, I'm not sure about this priest. And um, and they said, hey, you want to go? I'm like, sure. And I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, nope, I don't want to go. But they're like, well, I'll see. I said, I have to ask all my professors if I can miss class, because I'd miss a couple of days of class to go. And all my professors at a secular institution say, go. You know, mm. you, have my, mm. you have our permission go. Huh. And uh, so I end up going to Chicago, and I see this priest, you know, a lot of the gifts of the Holy Spirit of Padre Pio. Um, I see this priest, and it's like listening to Jesus speak, and it's like listening to him speak. He's speaking Croatian, but you can just tell with the love in his eyes and everything else. It's like this is you hearing Jesus speak to him, and I'm like hmm. driving home. I was with the seminarian's mother, 
and in a group in the car that I was driving with, and we talked, and I was like, I need to go to seminary. Wow. I just knew. Wow. And um, a couple more things happened. I, a month later, I'm supposed to be doing a retreat for the college students, and I'd asked the deacon if he'd bring the forms for me at that point. And so so I get the forms, and I start filling them out. I get accepted as a seminarian for the diocese of Duluth, but there's a but. I met a girl on a vocation retreat. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm, and I'm just like, priesthood marriage, they're both beautiful. Mm-hmm. And they're both, you know, God-given vocations. And I'm just, but I'm confused. I'm like, which direction? I'm a seminary now at this point. And so I call up the gal I traveled to Medjugorje with, and she was leading the pilgrimage to Medjugorje then to see Father Slavkosuda in Croatia. And I, I call her up and I say, hey, can I can I go? And, she, you know, she's, and I, so I was able to get the money together and everything else. It was a couple days past the deadline. And we ended up leaving on um, July 3rd to go, and which was the Feast of St. Thomas. I didn't know it until I left. Hmm. And... Uh, Get the Medjugorje, and people are looking for miracles left and right, and I'm just getting frustrated with them. And I'm like, you know, what are you doing? This is, mm. don't put God to the test. But I realize I'm being a hypocrite because I'm doing the same thing in my head. <laughs> like, send that young priest, send yeah. that young priest that one, and tell me what I'm supposed to do. So finally, yeah. I just say, Lord, you'll tell me when you're right. You'll mm. tell me. And so we leave Medjugorje, and we go to Croatia, and I you know, I introduced myself to Father Slavkosudac, and I say, you know, I'm a seminarian. And he says, I will fast for you while you're here. And I'm like, whoa, mm. you know. And um, so I'm like, wow. And so I'm able to meet him. And I, and I say to him, Father, whatever you want to talk about through the Lord will be fine, because he always, people just said he changed what you talk about. He said, you're called to be a priest. I'm like, mm. whoa. You know, and within a couple weeks, two more, two more things happened point that direction. I was wow. at a prayer group, and they said, listen to the Lord speak in your heart. They'd done this before, and I'd listened, and nothing had happened. So I listened, and I hear these four words. You are my son. I'm like, where did that come from? Huh. I'm like, that's not something I would think of. And um, they said, do you want to share? I'm like, nope. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. shut up. <laughs> and a couple days later, I'm praying with a woman, and she says, I'm getting the word of knowledge from Mama. She says, I don't understand what it means. And she says, she says, you are my son. I'm like, okay, mm. supposed to be a priest, <clears throat> supposed to go and follow God, and I know it now, for sure. Mm. Amen. It's like, bam. Bam. Wow. Beautiful. Well, Father Thomas, we're unfortunately already out of time. But what a great, great <laughs> spot to finish at, though. Right? Well, and I just yeah. love your persistence. That's what I just keep getting from your story, is your just persistence in your ask and your call. And not persistent to the point where persevered. you... Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you just persevered. Yep. Thank you, Chris. Yep. That, was a good, that was a good word. Thank you, Father Thomas, for sharing that with us. Well, thank you. Thanks, Father. Stay warm up in International Falls, <laughs> Father. All right. Thank you. God bless you. Have a great Holy Week coming up. Right. Thanks you All too, right. Father. Thank you. <laughs> yep. Bye. Bye. <clears throat> All right. So that is the end of the show already, Dr. Bergwald. That went quickly, as it always does. I know. I know. So, But we've got another great show tomorrow, and Therese is going to share with us what's happening. Yeah. So on the next Real Presence Live, that's on Thursday from 9 to 11 a.m. Central, 
Monsignor Patrick Schumacher will be your host coming to you live from Corpus Christi Church in Bismarck, North Dakota. Sister Nicole Kunze will be on to share about the past, present, and future of the Benedictine Sisters of Annunciation Monastery. And Alan Kubik will talk about how he is connecting his love for the faith and poetry. All that and much more is coming up on the next Real Presence Live. That's on Thursday from 9 to 11 a.m. Central. Back to you. All Thanks, right. Therese. Thanks, Therese. Mm-hmm. So, any last thoughts about today's show, Bergwald? Well, uh, if people missed any part of it, Heather, remind us where they, they can. can- well, it's done. It's just you missed this it. This is it. Missed no. out. It's too bad. <laughs> all of our podcasts are uploaded later today, and they're on all of your podcast platforms. Or you can go to realpresenceradio.com, or you can check out our free app. We put up put them on there also. That's where I listen to a lot of Real Presence Radio. It's on my app. Yeah. I pick and choose. What? I am so naughty. Because there's things that I miss all the time because oh. I'll have a meeting. Sure. And then I'll be like... I didn't get to hear Awaken, and so then I'll go back, and I'll, on my phone, and it'll play in my car, whatever I might be doing. So that's, I cheat. There you go. And I go back it and works. listen to the things I want. That's right. Right, right. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I, I, I thought it was, I mean, I love the conversation with Bishop DeGrood. I uh, know. We are great. so blessed. We are. We are. You know, remaining the graces, just living that awareness with the awareness that we are beloved children of our heavenly father and he's doing the heavy lifting and well and i love it because i saw today um i saw today that he's asking for patience and you talked about that he had said that in his homily and i could see it on him like where he just wants to go 100 miles an hour because that's totally him yep and god is asking him to to wait to wait 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 for the Lord. There's a. There's so a, even a bishop can even get a bishop. impatient. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> that, that brought me. That brought me some solace. Yep. That's right. <laughs> well, Chris, thanks for joining us today. It's always a pleasure to have you. Yeah, host. fun to be here as it always is, Heather. Yeah, and then uh, folks, be sure to tune in and listen to Ignition Saturday nights six thirty or here in the Sioux Falls Diocese seven thirty Monday mornings. mornings. Yeah. There's a lot of lot of great content in yeah. Ignition. And so. feel free to uh, reach out to me if you have any topics that you'd like to hear about on future episodes of Ignition. Does that include me? That includes you. Woohoo! All right. Hope everybody has a great rest of your day. God bless. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence radio app. And remember, you can be a part of